0: conference interpreter extraordinaire
1: um, <laughs> I like that <laughs> the holidays are here but for some they have already been feted this year the solstice Christmas Yule and Kwanzaa are coming right up Huzzah! but today's subject Hanukkah has already happened my friend and colleague Dominique Weiner has graciously agreed to elucidate me on how Hanukkah or Hanukkah Is celebrated in France. Now, the sound might not be completely equal between her side and mine. We did have a little bit of technical difficulties this time. You might want to try your laptop for greater clarity instead of the car. Bonjour and welcome to French Please, the podcast. We believe a language is best learned through conversation between friends. family members. Each episode, your hosts, Angela and Thierry Chenoux, share ways to make your home a place where French language and culture from around the world are incorporated into your day, the fun, fast, and easy way.
0: This morning's guest is Dominique Weiner, She is a conference and court interpreter extraordinaire. We know each other in our professional life as French interpreters, both of us. Dominique, welcome and thank you for being here today.
2: Thank you for having me, Angela.
0: I am so grateful that you agreed to open a window onto a world of which I know almost nothing. Not that I don't know anything about different world religions, But having lived in France for a very long time, I should have realized, not realized, but I should have understood that other traditions might be doing things differently on Christmas Eve. And it really wasn't until I moved back to the United States that I started to think about this. So you grew up in a different tradition in France. Can you speak to that a little bit?
2: Yes. In terms of Christmas, you mean?
0: Yes, what did Christmas look like for you? So
2: Christmas, you know, uh, I I grew up and I'm still Jewish, you know, but... um... France being a Catholic country obviously Christmas is very prominent over there uh, as, as it should be and so my father would always put up a tree for us so we wouldn't feel too different, you know, from the other kids um, except the, the the difference we put, we didn't put anything religious on our tree, you know, no angels nothing like that, we didn't have you know, what they call in France, you're probably familiar with la crèche, which is a little nativity scene made made out of Santon, you know, especially in the south of France, they're little clay figures representing, you know, all the religious characters, you know, the virgin, baby Jesus and and on and
0: on. And and everything else, including the entire village. Yes.
2: (laughs) Everything. Yes. So uh, we did not do that because it had the religious connotation, but we had a tree, you know, and um, that was fun. And we uh, certainly did light Hanukkah candles, you know, but um, we also celebrated Christmas, you know, uh, not, not from a religious point of view, but we did. And um, yeah, you know, it was a lot of fun. And in fact, uh, I, from six grade on, I was in a choir, and every year, we would sing the uh, Christmas Mass in the most uh, famous church in Marseille, which is oh, where I'm from.
0: That's amazing. So, you're in Marseille, you're a 12-year-old, and mm-hmm. you're Jewish, but you're singing Christmas Mass.
2: Yes. And okay. in <laughs> Yeah, that's... you. Know, and I didn't mind at all, you know. And okay. in fact, once once we became older, uh, like 16, 17 and up, Uh, I probably was the only person in the choir who didn't mind. Everybody else was really upset because they would have preferred to stay home and celebrate with their families. (laughs) As you know, Christmas Eve is very important in France, you know. That's when they have the really big meal and and all that. And I... Really didn't care because once we grew up, we, we didn't put the tree anymore because by then, you know, we understood that it wasn't our religion anyway. But so I really didn't mind going singing the Christmas Mass while everybody else was really upset, you know. So that, that was pretty ironic, I thought.
0: Oh, that's funny. That, that is very fun. And you, you mentioned lighting the menorah, lighting the candles mm-hmm. for the eight mm-hmm. days of Hanukkah.
2: Yes, um, uh, that's something that's different here, because in France, for Hanukkah, we get a gift, we get a gift, okay, yeah. and every, okay. Light, every night we light a candle um, for eight nights, but you get one gift, um, whereas here, and that's something that's really surprised me, it seems that kids get a gift every night of Hanukkah, which, you know, that that was completely new to me when I moved here uh, I don't know if it's to compete with Christmas or whatever but I can assure you in France we're not getting eight gifts you yes. know
0: <laughs> well yes I do believe that from what I was able to understand um, and I'll put up links to websites but it Hanukkah developed into more of a major holiday in North America mm-hmm. to give people a sense of an equal holiday around Christmas time right Jewish people in particular and those families a sense and for their children that our holidays are just as important Uh,
2: sorry go ahead
0: (laughs) Oh no I wanted to ask you quick back to what was what did you call the gift in French for Hanukkah
2: a gift you know. Okay.
0: Just... Well, did you say like for Noel, silly, cadeau de Noël? Ah, uh, yeah. That's well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we you know, we always when we were kids, when we were little, there were Noel, you know, Christmas presents. But mm-hmm. once we grew up, we would just my parents would just call them end of the year gift. That was it. You okay, know.
0: And and in French, what did you how did
2: uh, you say that? Un cadeau de fin d'année. Okay. Yeah, uh, We didn't uh, specify Hanukkah or, you know, uh, in fact, I didn't start calling them Hanukkah gift until I moved to the States.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Did you have a synagogue and a community in which there were traditions going on at this time as well?
2: You know, we had a synagogue. I do not, however, remember doing anything specific for Hanukkah when we were there. Maybe because we we didn't go to the synagogue that much, you know. We would go mostly for Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah, um, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But for Hanukkah, not so much. It was more of of an at-home celebration, if you will. Um,
0: That kind of reflects what happens in France for Christmas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unless you're dragged screaming and kicking, you may not end <laughs> up at midnight mass. Um.
2: <laughs> that's true. That's true. And, you know, I like the fact that here you're more at liberty to show, you know, your identity, shall we say, even if you're not very religious. I'm not even talking in terms of religion, but in terms mm-hmm. of identity, I feel more free here to um I was going to say display, but not really display it. I I don't mean to be ostentatious, but at least I feel comfortable talking about it. You know, where in France, I really did not. You know, you don't want to show that you're different that much, at least when I was growing up. I don't know. Maybe it's changed now. Oh,
0: I do understand what you're saying. I think I mentioned the other day in either a blog post or a podcast that the word original. Original mm. is not a compliment in French.
2: Oh no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. That was a shock to my my U.S. born and bred self when I got there. I was told that my outfit was original, and I said, "Oh, thank you." And then,
2: <laughs> well, no. In in this context, it could be a compliment, actually. You know, um, because. Um, yeah, I would I would use it in a, in a positive context. I think uh, in this, if you wear something, it depends how it's said. It depends right. on the tone, <laughs> you know. Uh, I I would pri- I would pride myself in wearing uh, original outfit, original I should say, because it's plural. Uh, but you know, uh, if you talk about someone and say, "Oh, c'est un original," then mm-hmm. that's got a bit of. A, uh, condescending connotation
0: exactly yes I did I, I felt that same sort of freedom moving back to the United States I didn't have to try to be the perfect French housewife anymore so I, <laughs> I can only true. imagine you know religion or other vital questions to life if you didn't look the yeah. way all- so, and you said, you mentioned earlier when we spoke before we started that you mm-hmm. knew all about Christmas. Was that from school, from friends? From...
2: Yeah, you know, it's just, it surrounds you pretty much, you know, so you can't really miss it. And then, although when I was really little, I I saw it more like a holiday with Santa where you get gifts. And, you know, as I grew older, older, my parents explained it to me, you know, what, what it really was. And I remember I had a friend when I was, my early teens, I would say. She was a neighbor, next door neighbor. And uh, she wanted to go to the Christmas mass. And I asked my mom, can I go, you know, to the mess mm-hmm. de minuit? And mm-hmm. she actually encouraged me to because, you know, she wanted me to see uh, what it was like. So yeah, I think I learned a lot, not from school, because school is completely separated from the church in France you know, uh, it's completely secular. So uh, they didn't teach you that at school. But I think it was more from, you know, my friends, the people I knew, uh, my parents talked to me about it too. You know, um, more of a general education, if you will.
0: So cultural, the culture that you were living in and being surrounded
2: right. by. Absolutely. Okay. You know, and to tell you the truth, um, even though I claim my... Uh, Jewish identity and you know um, I would not change but um, I'm a little appalled when they're saying nowadays oh we should no longer have creche in the the city halls in France because it's offending to other religions. It upsets me because I I grew up with this and I never once uh, felt that i was being uh, attacked in my identity you know and you
0: didn't so you feel ostracized no, or absolutely. Left out or... no absolutely okay.
2: not i think you know it's it's a country with a catholic majority i don't care if they put up christmas trees i don't care if they put up a uh, crèche in the city halls that's fine you know um I I don't believe in the name of being politically correct that you should abolish all these traditions, you know. I love
0: uh, getting your perspective on that. Thank you. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, we don't have to get rid of tradition in order to honor everyone.
2: Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you should honor the country you live in anyway, regardless of your religion, regardless of your... your, um, ethnicity, I think I think you should honor the country you live in. So, you know, if they put up a Christmas tree, so be it. It doesn't bother me. It, does, it certainly did, never prevented me from practicing my own religion.
0: Yes, it's really nice to get, and I, I am someone like you who has spent a lot of time in a country that was not my original country, and I know exactly what you mean. I, I wouldn't have imposed, well, I might have tried to impose some of my things on my in-laws or people around me, but the only things they ever accepted really were banana bread and sugar cookies. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> That's a good thing to accept.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cut the sugar in third, in in by two thirds, and they they loved me for that. But they weren't going to change the way they did things just because I thought it might be a better idea. And I had to be French while I was there. I guess. So.
2: Right. You know, and I completely agree with this concept, you know, and now I live here, so I live, my my way of life is more American than it is French, and that's fine. I still cook French dishes, but, you know, um, it's up to me to adapt to where I live, not the other way around.
0: Interesting. That is a concept I'm sure we could keep going on with, Um, and another day we we should, but yes, that's one of the great questions and debates of our day, and uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah is over for the year. Am I correct?
2: Yes, yes. And in fact, I was sad this year because it was very early. It started at the end of November, um, mm. and I like it better when it's when it falls. Not even if it's not totally at the same time, but, you know, around Christmas, I don't know. I find it more festive. That's my personal opinion, though, you know. Um, but yeah, this year it was very early because uh, you may or may not know that uh, the Jewish calendar is not like the uh, Julian calendar where everything, you know, falls at the same time. The dates are always the same. You know, the dates vary uh, in a Jewish calendar. And so the holidays move. You know, Mm -hmm. and this year it was very early. Uh, It started November 29th, I believe. So, uh, yeah, so it ended early December. So um, I wasn't as motivated to bake as I usually am because then, you know, you, you bake a lot more. That and I had a conference that was you know, that ended late every night. So that probably was part of it too, if I'm being honest. But yeah, it's just not the same. And interestingly enough, I was talking about it with my mom during Hanukkah. Um, You know, I talked to her on FaceTime quite a bit and she Mm -hmm. felt the same way. You know, she said, yeah, I just don't think it's as festive when it doesn't fall at the same time as Christmas. But, you know, I think it's just our own personal opinion.
0: Yes, and you can't it it's like Easter in the in the Christian calendar, you don't get to decide when it is and it moves every year, and sometimes you're just not quite ready for it yet. So I I do understand that.
2: Right, right.
0: You are also an incredible baker. I have seen so many beautiful photos <laughs> of the things you bake. <laughs>
2: That's, I love I, to... I love it. I love baking. It's very therapeutic for me.
0: Mm. Well, you also make it an art form from what I've seen. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Let's say someone was looking to find you because they need a conference interpreter, especially in Las Vegas, correct? Yes. Where can you be found online?
2: Online? Well, I have a Facebook account, but mostly I have LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So in fact, I have been contacted a few times via LinkedIn. Also, I was contacted via uh, ATA, American Translators Association, because I'm a member. And so uh, I'm in their directory. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much how they would find me LinkedIn or Facebook or ATA. I All don't right. go on Twitter that much.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I refuse to tweet. I will, Ugh, I will blog, but I will not tweet.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and plus tweet, it, plus it's, it's frustrating. I tried it a couple of times and you only have that many words. And I'm not someone who speaks briefly, so.
0: No, I don't think an interpreter can be someone who speaks briefly because we don't always have the choice in how many words we get to use.
2: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, mostly uh, you know, LinkedIn is probably the most serious one. You know, uh, Facebook. I've never really been contacted for a job on Facebook. Uh, mostly LinkedIn and ATA, I would say.
0: All right. Well, just just in case someone hearing this needs needs a French interpreter and finds Dominique, her last name is Stora Weiner on LinkedIn, I believe. And make sure you call me too, because I would really love to go back to Las Vegas (laughs) where the weather's warmer.
2: Oh, yes, we would be happy to have you.
0: That would be fun. Can you tell us, I do have one more question. Is there an expression, and would you use the Hebrew expression or French expression? I think I know the Hebrew one, but to wish someone a bon fête or happy Hanukkah?
2: I think we would use probably both. When I was a kid, we used the, the French one exclusively, but now it's changing. So we used, um, you know, either either, either say uh, bon fête or Hanukkah or we use the uh, Hebrew expression uh, Hanukkah Meah or chag, chag Sameach. You know, we, we, we use both French and uh, Hebrew equally
0: thank you and thank you for pronouncing the letter for me because i would have completely botched it (laughs) it. Uh, well i really really appreciate you taking the time to do this i know it's a busy time for for conference and court interpreters alike at the end of the year everyone trying to get everything done
2: pretty much yes and we get (laughs) you know last minute calls oh can you do this tomorrow which is fine you know uh, but yeah, you know, uh, at least it seems to be calm now, but I don't dare say it anymore because then something else will come up. Not that I would complain,
0: I, I completely understand the sentiment. Yes, I'm uh off to go out of town today, even though I hadn't planned to, but that's okay, tout, tout va bien, tant
2: mieux, tant mieux.
0: Thank you, Dominique, for being here today.
2: You're most welcome.
0: Je te remercie.
2: Je t'en prie. Et bonne fête de Noël et bonne année.
1: Merci for joining us for today's episode. In the show notes, you will find all of the French expressions we shared with you today, a place to sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss a single episode, Information about the classes we have, French with Kids and French for Couples, as well as a place to email Pierre, our assistant, with your comments, suggestions, and requests for future episodes. Until then, bon semaine
0: et au revoir.